Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher and church planter in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for His sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome back to Lose Yourself. Today's episode, we rejoin our conversation with Ben Neiser, pastor of Mosaic Church in Provo, Utah, on the topic of discipleship, already in progress. Talk to me about what is discipleship not? As we've already mentioned, you know, it's it's not being a, a, a Christian counselor. It's not being a functional savior. But also in, in this analogy, it's not being what I would call a kingdom translator. And so, you know, I've I've gone on several mission trips. I've been overseas to areas that are Spanish speaking or Portuguese speaking. So I've been to to Brazil and into to Mexico. And here, here's what I'll tell you about those experiences. I had to have a translator with me at all times. I didn't know where a bathroom was. I didn't know how to order a water. I didn't know how to order my food. I didn't know if if I went down this road, if I was going to get run over. Like literally I needed the person who knew how to read the signs and read the menu and speak to the people and then then communicate what the people said back to me. I was completely dependent upon a translator. Now, in those weeks that I was there, I maybe picked up a couple of phrases or something along those lines, but in no way was I fluent in that language. And so when we think about what a translator does, a translator, you have to become dependent upon them. You pick up the language slower uh, because of that, because of your your mental leanings is like, oh, well, you know, they got it. Your proximity to them is what enables you to flourish in that setting, right? That's another thing that can take place when we think about the language of the kingdom, which is the scriptures, which is God's word, and understanding it correctly and applying it correctly is that, okay, say you're only going to church, you're only involved, and you're only opening up God's Word on Sunday mornings for the couple hours that you're there. Essentially, what that pastor, that teacher is is doing is the functioning role of what I would look at as, as a translator. Because more times than not, you're not being transformed by that. You're just kind of getting little inches, little little things here and there. Oh, that's why I'm having that issue. Okay. And then it just goes in in one ear and out the other, right? It doesn't really transform your life. You forget it by Monday morning. Uh, I mean, here's, here's one thing. If pastors are listening to this, ministry leaders are listening to this, text your people Monday at lunchtime and ask them what the sermon was about yesterday. Just say, hey, what do you remember about the sermon? Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, youth pastors on Wednesday night, Thursday at lunch, ask your students, what was, the, what was the lesson about? It's going in one ear and out the other most of the time. That's how you know you've become a translator and not a teacher, because they just have to be around you constantly. 
It's the people that are texting you, hey, I'm running into this issue. Hey, I'm running into this issue. Hey, I'm running. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about this? Because they don't know how to process anything without getting it from you first. That's when you've realized you've become a kingdom translator and not a kingdom teacher. That's interesting. You know, I've always had two people that kind of concerned me in ministry, and those were the ones who said, well, the Bible's way too hard. You need me to tell you what it means. Or the Bible's way too easy. It is very clear that it says what I say it says. Yeah. You know, until you pick up the scriptures for yourself and can interpret that and grow enough to understand for yourself, to form your own faith, then you're going to be in that dependent mode and you're looking for that translator to tell you what to do. And I feel like a lot of generations have left our churches in the last few decades because they measured their spiritual devotion and maturity based upon their specific devotion to a personality, a building, a denomination, or something else. It was never on Christ mm-hmm. or the word of God or uh, how they were growing or discipling or, or discipling others. And I think that, that we have to be very careful. I mean, media is a gift. Mm-hmm. Tool, these tools, large facilities are a gift. These are wonderful and, and can be used for very powerful ministry, but they are not the be-all and end-all that's going to get someone where they need to go spiritually. Like you just said, everyone needs a mentor. Everyone needs a discipler, if you will. And again, we see that in the New Testament with, again, Barnabas begat Paul, who begat Timothy, Titus, and, and, and so on. And that if we get away from that, then we're going to see diminishing returns. Right. And so do you want me to talk a little bit about what it is? We've talked a lot about what it's not, yeah, haven't right. we? Yeah. That's easy to find. <laughs> it, it, it is easy to find. But I was, yeah, my, my next question for you, yeah. what, what is, what is it? So when in the, in the piece, you know, I say it's not kingdom translator, but it is kingdom teacher. So like if we, if we think about it as a language, right, that we're learning, well, Think about it as a foreign language teacher. What a foreign language teacher has to do, they have to understand this. I have this student in my class for a couple of hours a week. What am I going to put into them that they're going to retain, take with them, and begin to apply, right, out there in the world? And that's, that's what a teacher, they're not just obsessed with the content, they're obsessed with the application and the retention of that content. And so you're multiplying yourself, the kingdom, the truth into that person so that it begins to train, uh, you know, change their life. You've got to be intentional with that time. Don't waste it. So one of the most common ways that I heard like, well, I think I was discipled was they would get together with this person like, well, hey, how's life going? And it was just kind of like, hey, let's just talk about life and have a conversation about life and how you doing. And and they never open God's word. They never read us, read scripture together. They don't say, hey, why don't we, why don't we go through the book of Ephesians, a chapter a week and, and read it together. I think the same thing goes with sometimes affinity ministry. Mm-hmm. Like we ride motorcycles together or we play sports together and we read a scripture. It should go deeper than that. Yeah. And that's, that's what a teacher does with like a lesson plan. Now I'm not saying that everybody that, that disciples somebody should come up with craft a in-depth 
lesson plan. That's not that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is like have some goals. Hey, well, we're here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the next six weeks and we're going to read through the book of Galatians. We're just going to do one chapter a week. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to read that one chapter for that week as many times as you can during the week. If you can read every day, great. That's what I would, that's what I would hope, but it, as many times as you can. And let's talk about it. And so at least come prepared for, for that kind of conversation. So for me, it's four things. It's God's Word, Scripture study, it's prayer, it's evangelism, and then it's discipleship. That's my lesson plan every time I get together with somebody. We call it core four. So it's, it's what are you reading in God's Word? How's that affecting your life? Is it convicting your life? Is it encouraging your life? Is it affirming something in your life? Is it, is it rejecting something in your life? You know, let's talk about that, right? What is that? And then secondly, how is what you're learning in God's word affecting your communing with the Lord? So if you're coming under conviction from what you're reading, is it leading to confession? Is it leading to repentance before the Lord? Let's talk about how it's how it's affecting your communing with him in prayer, okay? And then the third thing is, who's somebody who's who's outside the faith, someone who's not a, a believer, that you're either sharing the gospel with or you hope to share the gospel with, and how can I be praying for that? Let's, let's talk about that. Who is that person? How can we be praying for that person? And then the last thing is, who's someone younger in the faith than you that you intend to disciple, that you want to disciple, or maybe there's not somebody in your life right now, but that let's just pray for someone that, that God would provide that person for you. So those are the four things that we go through in every discipleship meeting that I have, and usually that happens over a meal or a coffee or something like that. It can happen within an hour yep. okay, of my time. And so that's how I prepare ahead of time is it's those four things. And then because it's repetitive in some way, right, just like a workout would be, that person grows to, to know like within two or three months, these are, these are just the four things that we're always going to talk about, right? Now, that doesn't mean that we don't talk about life, right? right? Or what's going on or hardships that are going on. But like we're going to be the, the central focus of why we're here is because I need to instill in you the language of the kingdom and equip you with the language of the kingdom, just like a foreign language teacher would do for you if they only have you one to three hours a week, right? And they're expecting you to get some homework done outside of class so that you can become more and more fluent in the language, right? They want you to become less and less dependent upon them. A translator wants you to become more and more dependent upon them. So let me give a clear warning here. Sometimes out of pride, and we got to check our own hearts here, mentors, disciplers, sometimes our heart really longs for the type of relationship where we, where we become someone's functional savior. Right. We like to be the person that someone co- goes to that has all the answers, right? That is sin. We need to repent of that. We need to identify that if it's there. We need to confess it, and we need to repent and change. 
because really what we see in Scripture are men and women who are discipling other men and women. They're becoming less and less dependent upon them, and they're just pointing them to the Savior. They're saying, I don't have it all together. Jesus did. And if I can add to that, don't be intimidated if they surpass you. You might have done a better job discipling them than the people discipling you did on you. Absolutely. And, And you need to be secure enough that this person's hunger, you might instill in a hunger in this person that they, they surpass you. Who discipled Billy Graham? I'm sure you're going to tell me. I don't know. That's the point, right? I don't know that person's name, hmm. but I know who Billy Graham is. You know who Billy Graham I is. Do. Who discipled David Platt? You probably know this question. Shaddix. It's true. Okay. But most people don't know who Dr. Shaddix is. Right. Okay. But... A lot of folks know who David Platt is. Right. Okay. But yeah, absolutely. And that's, it, again, we went to different seminaries. Everyone has their different one where someone goes through that and then they become mm-hmm. known. Yeah. And, and half of us go, oh, they're just ripped off that professor. You do for into them. It's yeah. like, and so but that's the kind of the fun thing. But, you know, I, I knew of, you know, different versions of that. And that professor was secure in that. Mm-hmm. And they felt good about that, and they wanted that. And not for a minute they go, well, what about me? They just did their job, mm-hmm. and they took joy and and pride in what yeah. God did in them. The last, the last part that I want to tell you about when it comes to teachers that we, we see also clearly laid out in Scripture, teachers prepare their students for the day that they are no longer in their class. That's a good word. Okay. They prepare them to graduate. The measure of success for a teacher is that that student has moved on without them. We're out of time, but we'll pick up this conversation on our next episode. This has been Lose Yourself. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a ministry of Grace Church and Mike Cunningham and a production of Key Radio.